Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. My talkers, we made it. It's hump day. We're hanging out with Lori and Julia. We've got Neil Justin coming up here. We're going to talk about Katie Couric's book, which I can't wait to hear about. Some great news from Britney Spears. And I know you guys got a Real Housewives special that you need to talk about, Lori, right? Oh, oh gosh. All oh, right. So, first of all, anyone who watched this, call us. The if you have an appeal. Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. Which on Peacock. Uh, yeah, and it wasn't supposed to air until Thursday. Brittany, our real housewife, um, connoisseur, concierge, concierge, okay, <laughs> in light of the show last or that I watched yesterday, she alerted me that it had dropped yesterday on Peacock, on Peacock two days early. And I just, I mean, I was chomping at the bit thinking, you know, and she said, Oh, it's so awkward and it's so, it's so great. And I'm just like, I can't wait to watch it. And, uh, got home last night and Casey's like, I'm under a deadline with a book for the library. Do you mind watching TV alone? I'm like, no, (laughs) score. Yeah, score, score. score. So I like, I mean, this. So here's our number, 651-641-1071. If you want to weigh in, and this is where they're taking housewives from the different housewife franchises. Let me tell you what it is. So it is, it's basically, you've got four Housewives franchise with uh, going on an eight-day trip to the Turks and Caicos. Okay, and this happened like last summer or something. I think they filmed it like in April or May, you know, something like that. And they went to Turks and Caicos, and it's Melissa and Teresa from New Jersey. Okay. Luann and Ramona from New York. Kyle, the only Beverly Hills. And then Kenya and Cynthia Bailey from Atlanta. Okay. And I believe there's another one that has been filmed and it's being edited. Okay. And they do, uh, they, it was, it was everything Bravo fans hoped it would be. Cause one of the things that when we first fell in love with the housewives is we loved seeing a group of women friends that are typical. If you've got seven mm-hmm. or eight ladies mm-hmm. in a group, everyone is quite different and, who kind of pairs off? And if you go on a fun trip together, and you, what are they packing? And what kind of adventures? That all that fun stuff. And this show, we love a gorgeous vacation, one hundred percent. And it was so much fun seeing different women from different franchises and their personalities. And Ramona, of course, right away causes the most trouble. Like five minutes into the show, they're on a private plane to the Turks and Caicos, and we got some great little confessionals where they were all kind of confessing. Well, like they got Ramona talking to Luann and she said, isn't Teresa like a scarecrow, you know, without a brain, you know? So she was like, they, they got that shady tea, you know, they, all the ladies talking cause they're maybe a couple of them know each other, but they only know each other from like Bravo related things. They're all living in different cities and you're not getting together. Sure. And filming the housewives, I think, takes a lot, like five or six months. Right. It's a lot of time. Right. So anyway, they're on the plane and Ramona immediately launches into a conversation like she thinks everyone there knows 
her uh, personally she, yeah. because she's Ramona. Yeah. And she's been on since the beginning of New York City. And she tried to school everybody that it was New York, that the reason they're here on the plane is because of her. Now, this is she's just meeting these people to go on a vacation. But she's just making sure everyone knows who she is. She's coming in hot and hard. Yep. And then she tries to cut to, do we have someone who wants yeah. to talk? Yeah, we've got, we've got a couple here. Okay, One. I mean, here I will just say this, what I thought about the show at the end of three hours. I felt, three hours. oh yeah, I felt like I, I was appalled, I was shocked, I was delighted, and I was surprised. Okay. These are four uh, various uh, reactions to a show. So right. who are we going to talk right. to, Greg? We have Sue, Sue will be our second caller, but our first caller is a special caller. Let's just bring her in. Oh. <laughs> we know you. Brett. Brittany. Brittany, what did, did you think that this was everything that like Lori thinks it's everything? Oh, it was everything. Three hours of my life were just gone yesterday. And I had a lot to do yesterday. <laughs> None of it got done. I just lived every moment. I mean, I'm just telling you. These, 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 I love how they had the deep connections with the two people, you know, each and each um, from each series. Yes. And then the new connections. And you really see how those personalities contrast. Like Kyle came off so relatable. Yes. And down to earth. Right. What? Yeah. Cause you're here, you're on an eight day island vacation and she is not comfortable. She's had body issues and food issues and she doesn't want to. Walk around in a thong, and she's Nor not I, right. Uh, all of this, but she gets into she gets into a very uh, real conversation about it. And then you know, Bravo has this great editing, and they show clips of her when she was a child actor. But she was the big girl in the family, sure. and she was the one that developed breasts. So you got you got like some real stuff among. Yeah. I mean, it was just it was fabulous. And then of course, like I was dying. So I think that Teresa's on this. I'm smart. Oh yeah, this is her new. Yeah, I'm. A, she says in the first hour, I've four times on the New York Times best-selling list author. I must have something. And I thought, yeah, it's a good co-author. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. It's a good go and good recipes. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just saying. Anyway, yeah. I just damn that Andy Cohen. I I was I was adamant that I thought no, are they going to strike it? But the editing Love Island ish. You know, oh, Bravo has transition. all the receipts. They have all the receipts to do little winks nice. at past oh. things that the ladies have said. Ramona puts her foot into it at every possible opportunity. She is one of the most obnoxious people she you'll really ever is. see on TV. But at the same time, she gives us great TV. She and is. that's what's appalling and, and, and horrible that you like it. And it's even more apparent because Luann and all the Real Housewives of New York are so used to it. Her, when you right. introduce new people, right. that contrast of her outrageous behavior, you kind of go, yeah. how are they going to react? Like Kenya you, wasn't... You know, especially Atlanta. How yes. are they going to... How's Kenya going to react to Ramona running up and claiming a room immediately? Like, oh, well, that's her MO. Right. Yeah. We, we know that about her, but still... None of the ladies like that, but I mean, uh, Ramona snapped at Kenya last night because she wasn't keeping up with this rambling story <laughs> that you couldn't keep up with. And she goes, I'm dying to tell the story you. And she called her the B word. And no. she snarled. No. And boy, oh. Kenya put her in her place. Good. And Kyle's face, I mean, people were shocked. It was, you don't talk that way to somebody you've just met on a girl's trip. Right. Think of her as a friend of a friend. Right. And 
I'm just always so enthralled with Teresa and Melissa's relationship. Oh. And Teresa went on this long story about how, you know, the way that Melissa, first off, she's not one of the OGs, so she doesn't know why she's here. And then Teresa kept going on and on about how... About family reason- and the godfather, and then she's the meanest person in the world. She treats <laughs> Melissa so disrespectfully for family. She also admitted in her confessional she's never seen the Godfather movie. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, I love that, Brittany. Oh, I love it, Brittany. All right, we have to hang up on you. We've got a chat go. with Sue. I gotta go. All right. Thanks, honey. I pretend to be busy. Bye, okay, pretend. All right, Sue. Hey, Sue, you're on my talk. Hi. Hi, you guys. This is Sue from the bookstore. Hi, Hi Sue. Sue. From the bookstore. Hi. Are you obsessed? Chapter two. Yeah, from chapter two. Okay. It's so great. Thanks for taking the call. I agree with absolutely everything you've said. I watched it three hours straight in the night when I accidentally realized it had been dropped early. Yes. And I love that they have to do it again, and they have to add a few more and maybe a couple Potomac. I know some of them are not as well-liked regions, but I just was fascinated by who was there. And then the way they – yeah, like I want to go back – I haven't watched New Jersey since Teresa was a felon because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't watch for many years. Mm-hmm. And then I've been watching a little during COVID. And now I want to see Teresa now because she's so different. And I want to see Kenya. I never really saw much of Kenya yeah. year, years ago. And, like, yeah, now I'm really interested. They're kind of able to shine in their unique ways. Yeah. And Ramona is really showing her truth. She just is truly an awful person. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm loving that. So like right away, Kenya, the way she put it, yeah. like how ridiculous yeah, she's like, it was. Don't, yeah. She's like, grabbing. She yeah, don't so, think you're going to come yeah. in here and call me a biatch, biatch. <laughs> yeah. You know? I can't Who do you think you that. are? But, I mean, it just kind of goes on. But, I mean, absolutely five stars out of five stars. Yeah. I mean, Ramona's got to be, like, you know, she doesn't give a, you know what, about what anybody says, except, I mean, she's got to be surprised and shocked, too, because they're, like, new faces and calling her on all the stuff that yes. Lynn admitted they put up with for yeah. years. And it's just, it just is fun. It it's is. a fun it really show. Is. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the way they did that part where it's, like, women after dark or whatever, just about two yeah. minutes of them, like, in the late night hours was fun. And yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's, good. I'm going to watch this. I had no desire, but Lori came in. Lori's texting me last time. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'll the, catch up with you tomorrow. The line of the night yeah. is <laughs> Melissa saying to Luann, because she saw her naked, fully naked. And yeah. she goes, oh, I just saw your puss. That's so cute. I haven't seen hair in such a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and, they're, and they're mostly really friendly to each other. Like, And then, like you, I think you said about how they show clips to yeah. prove the point. Oh, yeah. You know, they've got the what they call the receipt. Yeah, days. the wink, the wink. Oh, so we got to go. Thanks <laughs> for calling. <laughs> bye. Bye. Okay, bye. All right, listen. Oh, that's we, so funny. When we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. Thanks. And the tennis skirt I bought is yeah. fabulous. During the break. <laughs> I, I'm listening to those and I'm like, yeah, you know, usually we buy shoes during the break. Yeah. Um, yesterday we bought headphones for the show during a break. I bought a lipstick. You bought a lipstick? Mm-hmm. You did, and you bought the mascara that... Did you ever get that? I did, and I haven't used it yet because I had another, a freshly opened tube. Okay. I mean, so we do shop during the breaks. It and is I, a very true statement. And I just Googled Adele's lipstick and got taken to a couple things and picked one out because I was inspired by her Oh, it's fabulous. Lipstick. We'll see if it's... I'll be curious. It's a Bobby if- Brown.
Oh. I mean, that, that targeted marketing work, I expect to be getting We're gonna get gads for days. No, we will. And then I just talked about a tennis skirt. I'm going to get, you know, something to show yeah. up here in any minute. We really need some good new vibrators ideas. So vibrators. That, so I'm that's saying good. it loud to the Lori's computer. Lori's talking to the YouTube family. <laughs> so that's going to show up any minute. Well, so yesterday. Oh, post-Britney. Post-freedom, Britney is on a tear. Okay, she is on a tear. She actually spoke on her Instagram about what she had been through. I mean, we usually get cryptic things. This was... Yes, this was, and we we have it, and we did post it. She, on, uh, I thought it was a very emotional Instagram last night, and she titled it, I might as well do a hint of my thoughts on the gram before I go and set things square with Oprah. Which was hysterical. Which is probably, you know Oprah's on that. Absolutely, you and know. we want that to happen. Yes, yeah. yes, we really, really do. So here's Brittany from in her, her own ins- words. in her own words on Instagram. Okay, so I'm here today to answer all of your guys' questions. And the first main question that you guys have been asking me is, what am I going to do now that the conservatorship's over with? Very good question. Well, let's see, I've been in the conservatorship for 13 years. It's a really long time to be in a situation you don't want to be in. Um, So I'm just grateful, honestly, for each day and being able to have um, the keys to my car and being able to be independent and feel like a woman and um, owning an ATM card, seeing cash for the first time, being able to buy candles. It's the little things for us women, but it makes a huge difference. And... um, I'm grateful for that, you know, it's nice. It's really nice. Um, But um, I'm not here to be a victim. Um, I lived with victims my whole life as a child. That's why I got out of my house and I worked for 20 years and worked my ass off. I'm here to be an advocate for people with real disabilities and real illnesses. Um, I'm a very strong woman, so I can only imagine um, what the system has done to those people. Um, So hopefully my little story um, hopefully my story will make an impact and um, make some changes um, in the corrupt system. And the Free Britney movement, you guys rock. Honestly, my voice was muted and threatened for so long and um, I wasn't able to speak up or say anything. And um, because of you guys and the awareness of kind of knowing what was going on and delivering that news to the public for so long, you gave it awareness um, to all of them. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And um, because of you, I honestly think you guys saved my life in a way. 100%. Um, and I know there's a lot of jokes about the Free Britney movement. Um, we're not free. We're expensive. Okay, birdies, I'm expensive too. 
But anyways, with that said, um, let's move forward. God bless you all. We're going to have a good year, good Christmas, and rock on. Uh, and that's, and then that she just titled it. Maybe you'll get more, you know, in right. the Instagram thing with uh, Oprah. So and think about that, you know, not like she couldn't have an ATM card, no cash. Always right. had to ask if she could go for a ride. And even then yeah, car keys, just car to keys, have her own car yeah. keys. And I do think, you know, when whatever happened with Brittany and whatever year that was like, there was some uh, there was some stepping in that needed to happen with her parents. But her parents Missed did you. not no, did were. not do were not looking for their daughter's best interest by getting her to agree to voluntarily Turn commit herself her to a conservatorship yeah. for life. Yeah, that's that. It was two thousand and eight, <laughs> yeah. and, and it really when you think about thirteen years, and she's th- what is she thirty nine now? Thirty nine. She's going to be forty. She's got the same birthday as your thing too, and my dad, December second. Yeah. Yes, that is a big day. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean, it, it was it was really nice to hear from her. I yeah. think that she will be an advocate for people. I think what I believe in what she says. I believe everything well, she's gone through has just. Her lawyer believes this Rosengard believes that her case. Remember, in the freeing Britney Spears doc, uh, documentary, we heard that no one in California had ever gotten out of a conservatorship. Right. Um, and he he has said that she is already Congress is already looking into the conservatorship, changing the laws, changing the law. Mm-hmm. And and anyway, she clearly blames both of her parents, and her lawyer blames them too. I don't know if there'll be criminal charges, but I think her lawyer is going to bury Jamie Spears in litigation and lawsuits and comb through his finances and probably Lynn's too with a fine tooth comb. And I just hope uh, Oprah does interview her and uh, when the time is right. Yeah. And, you know, she's uh, so that's that's kind of I mean, think about it. This was a tweet I saw last night from Queens of Bravo. Oh, my God. Paris is married. Britney is free. Lindsay is acting again. 2007 would be proud. No <laughs> kidding. That is such a true statement. That is a great thing. Yeah, That's yeah, funny. Yeah. So, oh, man. All right. We're going to talk TV. Neil Justin, uh, media critic for the Star Tribune, is joining us next. He's going to give us some tips and probably give us some crap. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, until we get to Neil. Welcome back. We are delighted to have um, our friend Neil Justin with the Star Tribune. Hey, Neil. <laughs> Thanks again for picking music that's just perfect for me. That's Isn't my it? favorite song. I know it. The Kid, Leroy, featuring Bieber. <laughs> Justin Bieber, your favorite. Because we want you oh, to just stay with is? us. Yes, that's who that was, Neil. And the song is uh, called Stay. <laughs> well, I finally saw Justin Bieber. I, I never thought I would see him, but he uh, he showed up at the Dave Chappelle show I was at. So that was kind of fun. I bet that was. What did you think? Because that show was filmed to be, we're going to see that later. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, they didn't announce that they were filming okay. it, uh, but he seems to film everything. So okay. uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there were cameras somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, 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 we, I We were kind of surprised. We are like, did Bieber, what did he perform? He performed uh, four or five songs. He did that. Mm. The only one I really knew was that Ed Sheeran number that he does. Yeah. Um, Love Yourself. And then he did a bunch of us. They all sound the same to me. Yeah, uh, but know. that was I but think Usher that was, was cool. there too. Oh, I, see, I yeah, think that's it was cool. fun, and, and we seem to have gotten. He's been touring 
the Midwest uh, this month. And right now we seem to have gotten the most star-studded concert, but we'll see. Um, you know, he may have some more surprises. He likes to put on a party. Yeah, yeah. I like I like that about him. All right, we like to party too, If but... Let's. We like to watch television right now so much. It's scary. Sure. Yeah. What What are you kind of obsessed with that you think we should know about? Uh, there's a show uh, that's coming out uh, this weekend. I'm writing about Sunday called The Sex Lives of College Girls. So it's, it's right up your alley, ladies. Yes, it um, is. I was reading it, about that. Yeah. It is right up our alley. It, it sounds like a softcore porn title, but it's actually a new series from Mindy Kaling, who you know, always does good work. Um, and this one is about four college girls, and sex is a big part of it, but it's also about a lot more than that. And she's just become one of the best writers, I think, Hollywood has. And uh, this is a little more authentic, I think, to the college experience than a lot of shows I watch. It, there's still a lot more sex going on that I was not aware of when I was in college. I guess oh, I was hanging yeah. out with the wrong people. You but, were. Um, Me too. That, that's sort of the bait. Uh, did you ever go, they go to a naked party. Did you ever go to a naked party in college? No. Well, I mean, it was common at Smelt Fries and oh, things up in North for people to take off at least your shirt. Yeah, these are completely nude parties yeah. in this series. Yeah. No, I don't remember. And I was never invited to one of those. <laughs> no. I think for obvious reasons. Where did yeah. you go to college, but Neil? I went to Northwestern. Oh, okay. Chicago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's um, when somebody gets so, the idea uh, to do mushrooms or something, I feel like sometimes the naked parties just happen. That's the other thing. That there's not much drugs in, in this series. Oh, really? I don't know if the kids today are doing the drugs, but all it's right. all about the sex. But it's about other things, too. I, I highly recommend it. Okay. I wrote uh, about it in detail uh, uh, for this for this Sunday, uh, but uh, it's on HBO. Uh, HBO, okay. You know, it's on uh, HBO Max. Oh, HBO H- Max. Okay. And there's some really good music stuff coming up. There's this uh, Alanis Morissette documentary uh, that's on HBO, and uh, Alanis Morissette has distanced herself from it. She doesn't care for it, but I'm not exactly sure what she's upset about. She comes off looking pretty good in it. And um, I think, uh, you know, it reminds you of an album in an era yeah. and how important she was to, you know, everybody's making a big deal about Taylor Swift writing about her ex-boyfriend. A lot of said it first. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's what that whole Jagged Little Pill album was. And uh, it's pretty extraordinary to look back at that and, and the influence she's had on, on this current generation. Yeah, so yeah. I highly recommend that as well. We we want to uh, see that because I don't know why we love music documentaries, Neil. But when they're good, oh, we just gobble them up. Yeah, I do too. There's another one uh, that's on YouTube. It's a Tom Petty documentary on the making of Wildflowers that I liked a lot. Um, so there's a lot of great music stuff out there right now that uh, that's definitely worth seeing. All right, oh, cool. Neil, you have got to tell us about. Um, I think it drops on Friday on FX and Hulu, Malfunction, The Dressing Down of Janet Jackson, the documentary from the Framing Britney Spears people, because I think people are going to need to get ready to get outraged Mm -hmm. over how badly Janet Jackson was screwed at every corner on this. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a a, a, that's worth another look at. That's a, a documentary from The New York Times. Uh, their documentary unit did so much to sort of 
free Britney Spears. And I think this will do a similar thing for Janet Jackson's reputation. You do? She definitely does not come across as an innocent lamb. Mm-hmm. Uh, she certainly played a role in that. But the fact that she took all the blame for that, um, which seems so slight right now, right, with all yeah. the other crisis, you saw a boob for 10 seconds. or right. Not even, not even that. Um, you know, when I was watching, I didn't even notice it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm usually on the eye for that kind of thing. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, <laughs> she was not did. interviewed for it. It's a lot of executives. Um, uh, Justin Timberlake was not interviewed for it. But it's still pretty good. And uh, I, I do think it's going to do something for her image. I wondered for years why she was left out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for so long. Mm-hmm. And this kind of explains that the industry really turned on her. Oh, oh uh, they did. That Demita Joe, which she released two months after the Super yeah. Bowl, became her first one in 20 years not to get to number one. She was fired from playing Lena Horne in a TV biopic. CBS radio stations were told not to play her music. Les Moonves hated her. And Disneyland even removed a statue of Mickey Mouse in a Rhythm Nation outfit. It's, uh, it's, again, it seems so small yeah. by today's standards, but the documentary really does a good job of explaining okay. how she had kind of set herself up. She was one of the first artists to kind of show her sexual liberation on uh, on an album, and mm-hmm. she did that continuously, and, and a lot of people didn't like that. They didn't think women should be allowed to do that. Right. That, that seems silly now Yeah, when you look at, you know, uh, Cardi B and uh, Nicki Minaj and, and even Ariana Grande and, and all the others. But yeah. at the time, that was sort of considered uh, taboo. Right. Um, uh, and so it's a fascinating look at okay. just how quickly things have changed for the better. Boy, and, and how about the um, Tom per- Brady uh, documentary, In the Arena? Did you like that? Uh, sort of. It, it It's really long. I mean, it's 10 hours. Oh, um, wow. I only watched uh, three, three or four. And, you know, it, it does provide further evidence that he's probably the greatest football player to ever play, or at least the best competitor. Uh, but he's sort of a bore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pretty boy, uh, not very interesting. But it touches on a lot of other players and a lot of moments in the NFL that I thought was interesting. they there's a lot of other interesting characters that have been part of that Patriots dynasty um, that I didn't really know about. I'm not a huge, you know, football Patriots fan. follower. Okay. Um, but um, if you're a football fan, I think it's probably only for football fans. Okay. Um, you know, so far they haven't gotten into Giselle and some of the other Tom Brady stuff that might be of interest to other people. It, it's very much X's and O's. But okay. People who like football are, are going to love it, and that's on ESPN+. Plus. I assume it'll be on ESPN regular at some point. Yeah, well, did you, Neil, by any chance get a chance to watch this very buzzed-about show, no bad pun intended, that debuted on Showtime Sunday night, Yellow Jackets? I did. And? And uh, I sort of liked it. It's pretty gruesome. Uh, for those who don't know it, it these uh, high school uh, soccer team get stranded in the in the wilderness after a plane crash. I'm in. And spend about a year um, together, and they sort of turn on each other. So it's sort of like Lord of the Flies, but it's worse because it's teenage girls. Mm-hmm. And you know how teenage girls can be. Um, we do. So, it, it yeah, it's uh, it's ramped up, um, and it's pretty bloody. Um, and it's got a great cast. It, it sort of bounces back and forth between the girls and then 
them as adults looking back on what they did. And mm-hmm. uh, Christina Ricci and Juliet Lewis are among the actors, and they're both so good and, and haven't had a hit in a while. And you're sort of reminded, hey, what happened to those two? Yeah. And they're I, really good in this. It looks It, it looks, looks good. good. It just it really looks, did. It looks good. Like, that's a show to jump on now and not wait for its sophomore season or something. Right. Like, just get into it. Yeah, I don't know what the second season would look like. Yeah, but, okay. Um, you know, if it, it's kind of in the category of Lost and, and that kind of thing. How are these people going to survive? Right. And, and, you know, what friendships are going to uh form and what enemies are gonna are gonna form so yeah. it, it's it's worth seeing yeah i i seeing. totally want to watch that did you like the new dexter what you've seen so far it's okay i mean I, i'm not really sure why they had to go back i know that they sort of feel like it didn't end well mm-hmm. i i i the original series and i sort of agree i think they could have come back and done a two-hour movie i'm not sure i need to see 10 hours. I watched the first four or five episodes. Okay. It's okay. Um, but I'm not a big fan of coming back, you know, to series. So it didn't end well. Okay. That's yeah. all right. It still had a couple of fantastic seasons. Yeah. But I don't know. I, you know, if you're a diehard fan, go ahead and check it out. But right. it, it's it's not necessary. Okay. The one that it just ended last night was the Hulu um, documentary Dope Sick. Wow. Fantastic. Wow. Yeah, so good. People should so watch good. that. It's it, not a documentary, is well, it? It's Isn't a, it a fictionalized a, drama? Fine. Okay, yeah, well, that's a, a different based thing. on uh, the opioid crisis, and, oh. uh, you know, Michael Keaton is fantastic. Oh. Um, you know, what a comeback story for him. Just one good role after another. Yeah, no kidding. Um, in the last few years. I'm so happy. He's one of my favorite actors, and... Uh, he's very different in this, you know, he usually plays kind of cocky, mm-hmm. uh, surefire characters. He's much more withdrawn in this role. And you're reminded that he can do more than, you know, play Batman and, and tell witty, witty lines. It's, uh, and, and it really shines a light on the opiate crisis. It, yeah. It's great. It's one of the best things of the year. I think okay, so. Yeah. I wanted to just remind people, but yeah. I think it is so powerful. And that's on Hulu, right? It's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. It, it really, it is, yeah. It's so good. All right. Well, look at we're out of time. You did very well today. Will you come back? Oh, thank you, and congratulations on your macaroni award. Hey, that's uh, that's fantastic. All the pasta you can eat. That's right. <laughs> Thanks, Neil. Thanks, you can Neil. Uh, read Neil in the Star Tribune and follow him on Twitter at Neil Justin. We're going to be um, right back. This is Lori and Julia. Bye, Neil. Talk one zero seven one. All right, gang, thanks for hanging out with us on this Tuesday. Hopefully you got some good TV recommendations from Neil being on. Mm-hmm. Seems tis the season to go all in and you're Tuberuski. I, I knew Neil, I wouldn't ask him about the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. No, he wouldn't watch He that. wouldn't be watching he that, but watching I that. really recommend that. But Yellow Jackets <laughs> is on my list. Oh, yeah, and that new HBO one that he was talking about, I had pulled that because I wanted to ask him about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the sex life of college girls. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, they had sex in the city. They had um, girls on um, HBO. And this is kind of another iteration. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so I am reading the Katie Kirk book. Are you reading or is she I'm reading listening. to She's reading to me okay. and it's called Going There. And um, Jason already finished it. I think Don and Steve are, and Don are working their way through it. But um, when... It first was announced that she was coming out with this memoir, and we just got all these salacious headlines, salacious yeah. headlines, wondering, gosh, she's not a girl's girl. What is she, the meanie, blah, 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 blah. Oh, contraire. The, it, it's kind of amazing how far off 
all those headlines are. They're just one line out when it's taken out of context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How it makes people believe all these things and we talked about it but we did and we said well we got to see what in what context is this being written about because you can make anything look you can make anything i think one of the one of the things she's so relatable and um i am enjoying so much her story because you feel like you're right there with her we kind of grew up you know and started working in the same time period as her Lori. Mm-hmm. so i feel like there's a lot of similarities that we were mm-hmm. going through in the workplace but she was always um a go-getter i mean and always would try harder and do different things and used her sense of humor to help her you know in certain situation and messed up big time big places and some serious things too and she talks about it but her attention to detail i don't know how she remembers that much about her well maybe she kept career. journals jeez well and it obviously if it's on tv she has tapes yeah <laughs> i mean it blows me away but the one that kind of shocked me was she was in there like i'll I, i'm game for anything the kind of her year of us yes with dating when she went on a date with larry king yeah that shocked me yeah but she has told that story yeah, before kind of shocked me and that he was uh you know fast pop McGraw. Right. And, and they went back to his house and she wasn't feeling it and yeah. then they became friends and laughed about it forever and he what was, a funny couple oh my word and just some of the other guys that she went out with in her stories um it's it's really good, but it tells you, you know, she's, I'm in the, like, who's the, who wants to read this book? Anybody who grew up, we grew up with Katie Couric. She was our, she, I need that more was our of a show. reason than okay. that. I think who wants to read it? I think if you're interested in how morning talk shows work, you know, we're invested in the morning show right so now. So invested. And, and how they're talking about how she did things that. I wouldn't have had the guts to do or either would you. She had, like, someone told her, you know, how to dress when she was first getting the anchoring job with um, Brian Gumbel on the Today Show. And the big guy, you know, told her, you know, maybe you should dress this way and this way. And she goes, and she had the balls to send back, well, I like how I'm dressing. Thank you very much for your input. Mm -hmm. And she did it to the CNN guy, you know, when she was very young in her career who said, you know, Katie's this, this, and this, and she's got boobs too. Mm-hmm. And she she wrote back to a Superior like two levels up and said, "That is not okay. You owe me apology." Yeah, she could have lost her job in all these situations. So yeah. I love her. Hutzpah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. that's something I didn't expect from her. All right. And I I think so it, it's, you like it. She's I telling love good it. stories. Okay. I love it. Right. And and just what she was thrown into and how she had to learn like overnight about the Pentagon because now she's a correspondent there. Right. And, and she, that book. Is number one on it's, the New York Times uh, best-selling nonfiction. It's so mm-hmm. good. Good. I just, I, I'm I going to have to read it. I, Lori, it's so good, and I like her voice, mm-hmm. and you know her conflict over my Catherine Kirk or Katie Couric, and I remember you know doing my first resume. And my grew up Julie Bargini, yeah. and my Julie or Julia, my real name, right? And putting that on my, you know, just Julia dumb, was like more respectful. And remember, right. you started wearing glasses because you wanted to be. We did these dumb things, Grant, to get respect. Well, because we it was way more of a man's world back then very, than it is now. Very much so. so there, there was so much. It was yeah. incredibly sexist. And oh, she yeah. talks about, and she was nothing but delightful to Deborah Norville. She did nothing mm. to Deborah Norville. Yeah. So well, Deborah headlines. Norville has never said anything about it. the person who was upset was Ashley Banfield. Yes, because she does take. They're both misremembering what they're remembering. Uh, yes. 
Yeah. And they're accusing the other one of being wrong. You know, this happens all the time. But this book is so much more. Yeah, good. So I just, I'm going to give it a big thumbs up. And I think it's, it's interesting, her track, because we grew up at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I loved it. Now let's talk about The Bachelorette. Our gal came home last night. Um, Michelle Young, and it was. Did they make Minnesotans look any more like rubes with the Viking thing? I and thought the, it was kind of. The salt, the, the, those things that so nobody they had different eats. challenges. Head cheese and eating big salted uh, herrings or whatever. I like seeing her go to Woodbury High School. Well, and yes, she takes, that was fun. That and I was like seeing her on Lake Minnetonka. Yes, and all I like, that was fun. But, but that yeah. Viking thing was so corny. I was cringing <laughs> for so, the Bachelorette. So producers. I was trying to figure out who she's going to end up with. I have no idea. I have no idea. No. And it's bugging me. Well, she's guarded with she's her heart. Beyond guarded. And she's being maybe a smart bachelorette for doing so. I don't know if it's making for the most compelling television. And I don't know that she's got that great of a group of guys. Yeah. Like I was that guy who, okay, like he was so dumb, the blonde tipped guy who said oh, just yeah. talking to women is, well, they're just too high maintenance. He, he said that he's on a date <laughs> trying to get her to like him. And then red he says, flag, red flag, red and then flag. he said that comic grab. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a big grab. You yeah. just yeah. Red flag. Uh, yeah, just even talking to a woman that's just high maintenance. Why do they, why do they and have she's to like, talk? He's like, <laughs> okay. yeah. Describe high maintenance. maintenance. Yeah. Well, you know, wanting to talk. I mean, seriously. That, Have a I, conversation, you know, get to know each yeah, other. Yeah, I know. That's high maintenance. So I don't want to be with that girl. I just want the girl, who, you know, just like goes to bed and shuts up. I oh, I, I know. Terrible. I mean, yeah, that's oh, yeah. basically. So she sent him packing. That other worm. Or did she keep the blonde tip guy? Yeah, I, I can't remember. Can, I can't remember. But, the, you know, the other thing about it, I thought... It was shot in August here, yeah. and Minnesota looks so pretty. Oh, it, did. Light, it looks so pretty. The Lake Minnetonka. Yeah, yeah no, that all that was very nice. It looked K- pretty. KSTP she- had a whole little thing on that because it did preview a lot of the Twin Cities, the Twins game. Yeah, the Viking Stadium, uh-huh. Lake Minnetonka, right. um, the place uh, Betty Dangers or wherever you ride the oh, Ferris wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of that, and and I think the thing about her. She's got a banging body and her clothes. Oh, I'm in love with her wardrobe. That green dress. Oh, in her legs. I mean, I did feel bad for Nicolette Mall. It looked like you could have fired a cannon. There was nobody out. I'm well, like, when did they film this? At three August, in the morning. I know. I mean, it was just there was nobody. Right. I know. I know. But but whatever. Yeah, I man. I I thought that they did a nice job yeah. making Minnesota look nice. Though yeah. I really thought they did a nice job of yeah. that. And I have no idea who she's going to pick. I cannot read her at all. No, she's very, she's like, uh, she's waiting to see if any of these fools are worth her time. I think so. But I like that she's kissing everybody. I cried, though. Oh, with that one guy's story. I cried her day with Minnesota Joe. Yes. I was crying. I kind of think she might end up with him. I don't know. I was crying. Well, they, yeah, that was a, they had a, they had the warning, trigger warning. Right. For that conversation. It was so vulnerable. I was surprised. I don't know. So anyway, right. we'll see what happens next week. She's getting down in the numbers. Our next hour, we've got some fun stuff coming up. Stay with us. This is Lori and Julia. My Talk 107.